All right, Paul, first of all, I would imagine that uh, kids would want to know if you think that there is a particular glove that a young outfielder should use. You know, they go in a store with mom and dad, and mom says, well, what kind of glove do you want to wear? And the boy said, uh, gee, I, I don't know, an outfielder's glove. What does that mean? Well, uh, basically, an outfielder's glove is a bigger glove than the infielder's glove because, you know, you, you have tendency that you want to reach more than uh, it, you will in the infield, you know, say like if you want to jump for a ball or you're going to die for the ball, the more reach you have, the better off you have because uh, with the short glove, which they use in infield, you know, you want this so you can get your hands and get to the ball quicker. In outfield, you don't have this problem. So a longer glove is better for an outfielder. Now for a youngster again, would you recommend that they put the whole hand in the glove or only part of the hand? Well, this basically is just whatever feels good to the individual. I mean, that really doesn't make any difference one way or the other. It's just if it feels good with your hand all the way in, do it. If it feels better with it halfway out, do it that way. Just so you have control of the glove, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, are there any particular exercises or drills that you think are best suited for that particular position of the outfield? No, there really isn't any drills because uh, the only way you're going to improve is really to play, to really experience things. You, you know, someone can hit you fly balls with a fungo, and it doesn't come off the bat the same as it will in a ball game. So the only the best practice you can do is to go out and shag fly balls when the, when the, they're playing uh, when you're taking practice. batting practice. Great, this is what I said. Batting practice, go out and catch fly balls. Now, you see that, again, uh, there's something that we learned. I learned something before with Boog, because uh, a lot of coaches, uh, you know, uh, they have a uh, different philosophy of that. And uh, uh, these are the ideas that we're trying to want for our kids. All right. How should a young outfielder test the sun and wind, the youngsters? Well, um, really not much you can do about testing the sun, uh, because, you know, you can just look up, and if it's in your eyes, it's going to be in your eyes. And the way to uh, try to get around having the sun in your eyes mm -hmm. is you look at the ball. I mean, you find out where the sun is in the first place and try to play around it. Like if the sun is to your left, you know, okay. to your left, just try and turn your body around to the left and you're looking away from the sun. That's this is what tip. you want to try to do. Beautiful. This is the only way because if it's to your right and you turn into it, then you're away right in the sun. Mm -hmm. So if it's to your left, you know, turn to your left, it's to your right, turn to your right. So you're always looking away from the sun. And that's about the only thing that you can do for the sun. Now, the wind <coughs> is something else. Uh, if there's flags around, try to look at the flag because this will tell you for sure how the wind is blowing. Some people throw up grass, and this really doesn't give you the true uh, way the wind is going because you can have a little wind down low, which wouldn't affect the ball, but the wind up high is the one that affects the ball. So if you've got flags, uh, watch the flags and see how they're blowing. Great. How about testing the outfield themselves? Would you recommend that uh, the kid, uh, when he gets to a high school field somewhere or something, before the game starts, to go out there and uh, test the whole area? Uh, definitely. Test the, you know, you should know where you're going to play and what the ground is like. So, you know, you, nothing unexpected happens to you. You know, you should always see how the grass is. If it's lumpy, then you know when a ball is hit on the ground, you've got to be careful, be ready for a bad hop. If it's smooth, then you don't have to worry about that bad hop. Or if the grass is slick. If it's real cut, if it's cut real close, then it's going to be fast. So you really have to get over there to get in front of the ball so it doesn't get past you. And if this grass is long, you know if a, ball, a ground ball is hit, you got to charge hard because the long grass is going to slow it down. So it's always good to know what your position, you know, what the conditions are there, 
and uh, know where the fence is because this is, again, if you have a fence around, you should know where it is, know about where you're going to play, and always look around and make sure you know where the fence is so you don't run into the fence. There's some kids saying, uh, hey, Paul, down here in D.C., we've got a lot of outfielders that don't have any grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't have any grass, then it's going to be fast, so you have to get over there in a hurry. Right. Okay. Uh, since they don't know the hitters because they're young mm -hmm. and they don't have any scattering reports on these kids or anything, where would you say that the young outfielders should position themselves generally in left field, center, and right? Well, when you really don't know anyone uh, for sure how he's going to hit the ball or something like this, you really just have to play everybody straight away, which by the way, if you're in left field, almost straight away left field, where you know, a normal routine fly ball will come to you. In center field, you just line yourself almost directly behind the pitcher. And right field, again, you know, a normal position to the line. And then, once you learn, each time a guy hit, you should pick up something more every time he hit. These are the things you learn by, you know, by getting more experience. But just going cold, you just have to line yourself right in the middle and, uh, you know, hope everything turns out right for you then. All right, now, when a fly ball is hit, in left center or right center. Kids always ask, who decides what outfielder will catch it? The center fielder controls out there. He uh, he controls everything. Like the way we do it here, if I say anything, you know, anytime they hear me, then I'm going to catch the ball. If they don't hear me, if left fielder or the right fielder doesn't hear me, then they know they have to go all out because this way. You know, if both of us holler, we never know which yeah. one is going to, you know, which one yeah. is going to holler yeah. that he wants it. Or you might be hollering, you have it. Yeah. And then I might think he's saying, yeah. I've got it. So if you have one guy hollering all the time, then it's no, you know, you don't have a mix-up. So the center fielder should say, anytime I holler, anytime you hear me, no matter what I say, I've got it. And if I don't say a word, then you've got it. Great. And that way you run from running into each other. Great. All right, Paul, when a fly ball is hit directly in front of a young outfielder, should he get under it immediately, or should he run under it and catch it on the move? You should. There's only one time that you should ever catch the ball on the move, and that's when you got to throw it to play. Any other time, you should get right up under the ball, because this way you can correct yourself from a lot of errors, because if you try to time it, you know, a gust of wind might come up, and you'll miss it. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, a gust of wind can blow it over your head. Whenever you time it, you're, you're making room for error. So anytime you don't have a play, you know, like if a guy's on third and it's less than two out, and you got to make a play at the plate, then you should kind of time it so you're moving towards home plate. But any other time, get to the ball and stay there. That way, if anything else happens, you're there and you can move. Great. All right, now, Paul, when a fly ball is hit over an outfielder's head, the youngster playing out there, what tells him which way he should turn to go after that ball? Well, that's, um, if a left fielder, well, we're going to go with left fielder. Now. Okay. So left hand, the right, right hand hitter at the plate. Okay, now, if a right hand hitter hits the ball to left field, mm -hmm. I would say nine out of ten times it means he's gotten out in front and he's going to pull the ball. So that means the ball is going to have a slight hook on it, which means it's going to hook towards the foul line. Mm -hmm. So nine out of ten times the outfielder can always turn to his right, going towards the foul line. I guess it. And that way, you know, he's always going to turn that way. And nine out of ten, I would say 90 out of 100 times, he's going to be right. So if you always break to his right, 
then, you know, he'll be in good position to get the ball. Center field is a little different because he really has to watch. He really has to concentrate and see how the ball is. He really has to sit there. And if a right-handed hitter's up, you know, and they gets out in front, well, you naturally it's going to go to his right. If his left-handed hitter's up, it's going to go to his left. But he really has to concentrate on the swing because if right-handed it is up and the center field is out there and he happens to slice the ball and he doesn't quite get out in front, then it's going to go the other way. So he really has to concentrate on the ball. And the same with um, a right fielder. If a left-handed hitter is up, he's naturally going to pull it towards the foul line. And if a right-handed is up and slice it that way, then, you know, he really has to just concentrate on how it comes. But those are the basic things that you really have to do. The rest of it, it shouldn't be that hard for them to find out because the more they get to play, the easier it comes to them. All right. <clears throat> Does the outfielder have the right-of-way on shallow fly balls, which he and an infielder can reach. Definitely. The outfielder has the right of way because he is always moving towards the infield. This way, if he catches the ball, he can see what the runners are trying to do. If somebody's trying to, uh, you know, take an extra base on him or score, mm -hmm. he's always going towards the infield. The infielder is running out. He's running away from the play. So you, if the outfielder can get it, he's the one that takes it. Beautiful. How would you advise young outfielders to catch fly balls with one hand, two hands, basket catch, or what? When they're starting out. I, I would say two hands because, you know, two hands are going to be better than one, and you don't want to make any mistakes. And the surer you are, you know, with two hands, the better off you're going to be. Plus the play that if, uh, you know, say he's got to make a throw, and he catches the ball with two hands. He's always got it. He's already had his have his throwing hand next to the ball. Right. So that way it doesn't lose any time. Whereas you catch with one hand, you right. got to bring it over to the other hand, and you lose time. So starting out, I would say you know use two hands. You know I still use two hands, and I'm in the big leagues. But uh, you know some people don't. So you know this is whatever your own taste is. But I would say two hands. Is the best. All right. Now that and that leads into the next question. How about that throw? Do you take it from there and make the short pull arm straight back and throw overhand, or is it a wind-up throw? Well, an outfielder's throw is basically a power throw, so he's going to have to try and get all he can into it, plus be quick, which is, you know, can be hard because, you know, this is something you really have to work on. But you have to work on getting your body and your arm and everything going together, everything you have going towards home plate. This is what I meant when I said earlier, if you have a throw, you want to time the ball so you're coming in towards home plate so you can make that throw. You have all your momentum going towards home plate <coughs> or going towards the infield, and this is what you want. But you want to make a good, strong throw as quick as possible. You don't want to take four or five steps to throw the ball in because you're not going to get anybody out because every step you take, the runner's going to be taking two, two and a half steps. So the quicker you get the ball back, the better off you're going to be. And if a guy doesn't have that real strong arm, the best thing he can do is get the ball to the infield quick because a base runner, when he's running the bases, he really can't tell how hard the ball is going to be thrown. He'll look up and see the ball is coming in, mm -hmm. and your automatic reflex will start stopping. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's going to, if he's rounding second and he sees the throw is already coming yeah. in, he's not going to go to third. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care how hard it's thrown. And if he's going to... Uh, Coming around second, and the guy still got the ball in hand. He might try it, you know. And then if you have a bad arm, then you're not going to be able to get there, or you can't get the ball away quickly. But if you get the ball away quickly, then it stops the guys from running. Then I would imagine when you say get it away as quickly as possible, that would mean that I pull it right out of my glove, 
put it right back over my shoulder and let go. Yes, definitely. I don't bring it all the way down and around. No, you don't. You don't want to do that anyway because okay. that that just wastes time. How does the outfielder know where to throw the ball? This again is something that uh, you know you have to learn with experience, but you know you have to realize the situations. Now, an outfielder should think ahead all the time. If when he's standing in the outfield before a pitch is made, he should know what he's going to do if the ball is hit toward him. Now, if it's the guy on first and say the right fielder, the ball is the right fielder standing out there. Now he should be going over in his mind. Now, if a line drive is hit to me a single, I've got to charge the ball in. I'm going to make a throw to third to stop the guy from going to third, right? Okay, if it's a fly ball hit over my head, i got to run back, catch the ball, and get it to the cutoff man. You should be going over all these things in your mind before it happens. That way, you don't make mistakes because you, you already realize what you're going to do and you're not rushing. When you rush, you make mistakes. Does one of your outfielders uh, give you any help verbally? Uh, you should try all the time. If... Uh, the left fielder and the center fielder and the left fielder, they should all work together. And any time, uh, say like if the left fielder has a, a play at second base, or uh, he's going after the ball and he's going to uh, right, uh, left center field, then the center fielder should run over and tell him, second base, a third base, a home play. Help each other out, and then that way that eliminates mistakes too. Mm -hmm. All right, how should a young outfielder play ground balls? Uh, glove low or high when he's coming in on it? Uh, should he pick up the ball with just the glove hand or both hands? Well, the when there's no play, and you don't have anything to do but catch the ball and get it in, you should be on one knee and block the ball if you can. You know, you catch it with your glove, but you're down on one knee, so if the ball does take a funny hop, it hits you somewhere in your body and keep it in front of you because this is what you want to do. You always want to keep the ball in front of you because if a guy that hits the ball hits a single out in the outfield and it's coming in and the ball takes a bad hop and hits the guy in front and it drops in front of him, he will not go to second. Now, if he takes a hop and drops in back of him, he'll go. So if you keep the ball in front of you, you'll stop guys from taking extra base. Now, when you have a have a play where you got a you know, guy on second, you got to make a throw to the plate, then you got to come in and you got to make a throw at the plate. Then you got to come in and glove the ball with one hand and then throw it in. That you you can't you don't have time to get down on one knee. So you have to go in and charge the ball and just use your glove hand and try to throw the guy out. Would you uh, say that there is a big difference between playing the left field and right field? Not really. Uh, the the biggest difference is that the right fielder has the long throw to third base. You know, when the guy is a single, the guy's on first. He has that long throw to first base. Other than that, it's really not that you know that different because you know he's gonna a right fielder's gonna get balls that are sliced to him, both to his left and to his right, and so the left fielder. They're both gonna get balls that will slice on him. But the right fielder does have the longer throw to make from uh, you know the third base. All right, then I guess uh, a lot of youngsters ask, well, what? Are the all these abilities that the center fielder has to have that uh, the right fielder and the left fielder don't have to have? The one big thing is the center fielder has to be able to run because he's got a lot of ground to cover. He has to back up the left fielder, he has to back up the right fielder, and he has to cover his own ground. And that's a lot of ground out there to cover. Mm -hmm.
So that's why your center fielders are. That's one thing that a center fielder must be able to. He must be able to run, and he has to have a decent arm too, because he has probably the longest throw out of all of them from center field to home plate. That's the longest throw. So he's got to have a decent arm too. All right, we've got two questions left. First, we're talking to youngsters who are playing in the outfield. Other than the techniques that we have just talked about, is there any advice that you would like to give? those young people who are playing in the outfield now? Well, the thing that I would like to stress to uh, you know, a young outfielder now is try and get as much experience as you possibly can. You know, as I said before, in batting practice, go out and catch fly balls out there because this way it helps you get used to seeing balls come off the bat. Now, this is the thing that you really have to be aware of and concentrate on because this is what enables you to get a jump on the ball. If you watch the ball come off the bat, then you can you have an idea what if you watch it enough you'll have an idea where the ball is going to go, and then you can start in that direction. When you see a right hand hitter, a left field, a left fielder sees a right hand hitter get out in front of the ball, he knows he's going to pull it, so he can be leaning towards the line because he knows he's going to pull the ball. And just by leaning that way, you can get yourself a good jump. A center fielder is the same way. He's, he's got to sit there and he's got to concentrate. And the only way you're going to pick this up is to get as much experience and much practice on it as you can. And batting practice is one perfect way where you can do it because you can just go out there and this is the only thing you can concentrate on. And um, the other thing that I would like to stress is that the outfield is a position where you should really cut down a lot of mistakes, a lot of mental mistakes because, you know, if you make an error out there, it can cost you a run. I mean, you can, it can cost you a run on the infield too, but if a guy you know, hits a single in and the ball goes through your legs, he can go all the way around and score. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. this is where you always want to keep the ball in front of you. Try to get in front of everything that you possibly can because the more balls you get in front of, the less it's going to get away from you. And plus the fact that you should back each other up out there. The center fielder has to back them both up and a ball is hit to the left center, the left fielder backs the center field up, and right center to right center, uh, the right fielder backs up the center field. So you have to get to working as a unit, but more, more than anything is you know how to handle your own position, and that way you, you, you'll uh, erase a lot of errors, a lot of mental errors. Okay, last question. If you were evaluating an outfielder, what would you look for? Um, a young one. A young outfielder. The first thing you look to see um, how how aggressive a guy is in the outfield. Now, by what I mean by aggressive, he knows he should know, try to know his own capabilities. What by this I mean, know what balls he feels he can catch that are in front of him, and know what balls that he can't catch. By this I mean, you don't die for a ball that's 20 feet in front of you. You know, if a ball, if you got a good shot. Good chance of catching the ball, diving for it, you die for it. But if there's no possible chance of diving, you know, what, what's, it's no use in you diving. You just play the ball on the hop. And these are the things that you look for in a young ball player to see how alert he is and how fast he's picking up the game. And it's something that can be worked on because the more experience you get, the more everything comes easy to you. So then you see how hard a guy wants to work in developing these things. And these are the things you look at because everything else can be... Uh, can be developed, you know, and, but one thing that can't be really that developed is what a guy has inside of him, whether he really wants to play the game. And these are the things I think that a lot of people would look at, whether the guy has desire and really wants to excel in the ball game. Great. Paul Blair, we want to thank you very much.